few days ago, our dog vomited about a pint of blood, and Damn. but now she's fine. So that's the story. Yeah. I mean, that's okay. That's okay. One of your editors almost fucking died. But let's talk about the dog. Well, <laughs> you weren't vomiting a, a pint of blood. Yeah, did you vomit blood? I didn't vomit blood, no. Well, then, it, was it really that hard? <laughs> you're, you're I not... vomited tuna casserole. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode 20. Oh, shit. Yes, we, we've hit I, a new milestone. I didn't even think about that until just now. Well, now you're thinking about it. Yeah, I don't like it. Well. Can you unthink it? I'm going to unthink it. I command you to unthink it right now. We have yeah. Jared with us. Yeah, yeah, that's me. We have Lucio with us. Here, drunk and in a bad mood. <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> Usually that's Jay. But but we have Jay with us. I can't be drunk because I'm very high right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's start over. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's good that you knew not to mix the two, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, Jay's back, right. Michael's not back, and Michael's never going to be back, so just get over it, man. Yeah, we kicked him out of the band because he was dating this Asian girl who kept really tripping up our vibes. Dry up your fucking tears and be a man. Michael's not coming back. Yep. Sometimes yeah, birds fly away. He was telling me um, the other day about his uh, about his job as a zookeeper, though, and it sounded like things were going pretty well for him. He was saying that he really liked all the animals, and uh, the other day he got to ride on the back of one of the, the tigers. So yeah, he's doing good. Well, you know, that sounds like a fun time. I, I think I heard that he was like in the gorilla enclosure, and he was feeding them, you know, that mashed up banana stuff that you feed gorillas. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them actually vomited like a pint of blood, and <laughs> it was very confusing. But the next day, apparently, it was fine. So I don't yeah, know. that was the that, story. That's actually normal for gorillas. Yeah. That's uh that's what they do. I watched a David Attenborough thing where he talked about that. Yeah. So go Google it. Well, I will. I'll, I'll Google it right now. Yeah. Gorilla pint of blood. <laughs> did you did you measure out that pint? Like do you know for sure? Well, you know, once you see the pool, you're like, that's gotta be at least a pint. At least a pint. Yeah. At least a cup. All right, hey, video games, guys. Did you <laughs> Have you heard about those? Well, I mean, this is episode 20, so I am I would like to get into a new sort of groove where I say that uh, today on the podcast, uh, Jared's going to talk about Tearaway, uh, Jay wants to describe to us uh, Nidog and Banner Saga, and if, I can. Uh, if he can, if he's physically able, if he's not in too much pain. Uh, we're also going to talk about the... Uh, the almost results of today's enemieslime.com game of the year 2013 community vote, etc. results. Day two. Day just two. To make, just to make that title as long yes. as possible. Yes, uh, that'll be the title of the podcast. <laughs> Day two. <laughs> it won't even fit on the page. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because we've already gotten through brackets A through L. And yeah, already yeah. games have dropped like flies and tears have been shed. We've We've had to say goodbye to some real... Uh... Some real gems. It's true. Why Gunpoint? Yeah, no Why? no shit. I can't believe that Gunpoint ate it like a bitch on the first <laughs> fucking round. I really thought it had more than that in it. We were cheering for you, man. I thought you had more juice. <laughs> I really, really didn't want it to come to that, but here we are. <laughs> yes. But I don't first... I remember. Oh, go I ahead. I don't remember who was in round one anymore. Uh, I can tell you. So our no, round... no, 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 no. They're dead in me. 
I well, don't need to remember. I can tell you the ones that died. Do you want to know that? <laughs> remember me? We we bid farewell to the cat lady, mm-hmm. uh, who I think was a strong contender across the board. <laughs> I voted for the cat lady, by the way. Just, just um, it was a sympathy vote. We said we said goodbye to Gone Home, mm-hmm. which actually surprised got, me got, a little bit. Gone Home needed to go home. Yeah, Gone Home went home. Ooh, um, oh, wow, wow. We said goodbye to the dearly departed Gunpoint. Yes, and uh, the the slightly obtuse Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Uh, we bid farewell to. So I just want to point out that the bracket A was basically competing for the privilege of getting destroyed by Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> True. Yeah, whoever whoever won gra- uh, bracket A was pretty much just set up to lose immediately after that. There really wasn't much hope. It's almost like this whole thing is a ruse, and we already know who the winner is, but we don't. I I thought I knew until today, and now I really have no idea what the hell's going to happen. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five is a lot closer to its contender than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised to see so much uh, enthusiasm for Papers, Please. Yeah. I'm I'm I guess, shocked. I guess I guess <laughs> being the law is a is a little more important than fighting the law. Well, at least you know in Papers, Please, I guess you're trying to feed your family, and that's a noble effort. That's true. Hey, I mean, look, look. Michael tried to feed him himself and then his family afterwards in Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, I thought you meant Zookeeper, Michael. And I was like, Yeah, what? I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had that problem the other night. The gorillas aren't his family. He's not feeding his family. Oh. <laughs> Good grief. This is very extended family. If we we already kind of oh, wait, wait, wait oh. you got your way. I so did. That means it didn't get sent to me. I did. So what happened was yeah, I what happened? I ordered Tearaway on uh, <laughs> on Amazon, and there I have a Prime account, but for some reason, sometimes Amazon like first party runs out of copies, and so they'll let you buy it from other sellers, and that's what I had done, and it just never shipped. I just ordered it, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll ship it." And like a, a week went by and it still hadn't shipped. And so I canceled it and um, I kind of forgot about it for a little bit. But then I went out and maybe bought a Vita and uh, and I was like, you know what? You know what? I'll take tear away. So, so you tore it away from Jay. I tore it away, but I made up. It's, I, I made fine. it up to him by letting him have the banner saga. I'm not totally heartbroken. So I I have to tell you, um, it's kind of a crime how how little people are talking about this game. Like, I mean, nobody even really knows what it is. It's a it's a 3D platformer uh, from the people who made Little Big Planet, and I don't even really want to say it's a platformer because it's not really about like jumping around and doing stuff like that. It's not a hard game by any means, at least not so far. What what you basically do though is you you wander around, and the whole world's made out of paper, including yourself. You collect confetti that will give you, it's basically used as currency so that you can buy more paper pieces and make things, essentially. So, like, one of the first things that happens in the game is you uh, run into a squirrel who is missing his crown, and uh, he asks you to make him a crown. And so it pulls up a, a little paper studio, and you can pull down a square of whatever color paper you want, and you can draw on it with a pencil, and then... When you're happy with the shape that you made, you click on some scissors and it cuts them out. And uh, you can basically make a giant cock and put it on the squirrel's head. A big old cock hat. A big old cock. And he'll be like, thank you. My crown is beautiful. There's a lot of opportunities to um, to draw dicks. Sure. And 
you don't have to draw dicks, but I mean, you should almost all the time. But like you'll run into a guy and he's like, hey, where's my I don't have a mustache. And so you draw a mustache for him and you run into um, a pig that you need to decorate and uh, all all this kind of stuff. And what's cool about it is so you'll decorate these things and then throughout the game, you'll routinely see them uh, showing up. So I found a a pumpkin that comes to life and it's like I need eyes. And so I, I went in and I made him some eyes and put them on his on his head and uh, give him a mouth and all this stuff. And then um, it's it popped up and it said, show us what your pumpkin sounds like, basically. Like, roar like your pumpkin. <laughs> and so I just kind of went into the mic and went, Rrr! and now every time I see this pumpkin, he's got my like, derpy eyes on him, and he rolls up and he's like, and it, <laughs> it's so... I don't know. It's really cool because, like, just as you play, all these things add add up, and you keep seeing all this stuff that you've made, and it really makes the game feel like kind of like you created it in a really sort of derpy way. You become depressed as you stare at the horrible world you've created. A world of dicks. A lot of mine is pretty half-assed. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, <laughs> but it's still really cool. Every time I see that pumpkin, I I crack up. <laughs> So yeah. anyway, Tearaway, what do you think? You, you jealous? <clears throat> I saw the trailer. Uh, a little. A little. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I did see the trailer for it. It looks quite nice. It's like everything is kind of like it's paper mache, but then it also has like strips of paper glued to the stuff. It's kind of neat looking. It's got some real charm to it. Everybody in the world talks like Banjo-Kazooie, you know, that... <laughs> And, um, you know, it, it's it's really colorful and it's fun. And it, it's actually um, it's one of the only games that I've played that uses the uh, touchpad on the back of the Vita. Like a lot of people that I've mentioned that to are like the Vita has a touchpad on the back. Like it, not everybody uh, takes advantage of that. Um, but the idea is you, you press on the touchpad that runs along the backside of it. And on the screen, your finger will poke through the paper. Um, and so like you can actually like stick your fingers in and fuck around with the world. And that sounds <laughs> kind of messed up, but you, but you're, you're new to the Vita, right? You just got yours. I just barely got it. I have Tearaway <laughs> and I have uh, uncharted a surprising, a surprising number of games actually use the back touchpad. So don't mislead our fucking listeners. Well, no, I just meant I've talked to some other people who had Vitas and like I was showing one, one person who had a Vita um, the game and and they're like, oh, there's a touchpad on the back, and it's like, yes, there is. I think I think the only game I I played that didn't use the touchpad was Dragon's Crown. Everything else used it at least once. Even Persona. Um, I didn't play Persona for it. Oh, I, I played Persona on the PlayStation Two. Oh, like a real fan. Like a real fan. That's right. Yeah, can't compete with this shit. <laughs> well, fine. I take it back. Never mind. <laughs> every game on the Vita uses the rear touchpad. Well, not and, every uh, game. No, every just, game. Just, just just, a good number. Look, I'm not going to do good journalism here. I'm going to do bad no matter what. I also don't like how the Vita has buttons. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like any other, you know, little gimmick where other games kind of throw it in because it feels like they have to throw it in. Like um, Assassin's Creed Liberation has these little rowboat sections. So to row your boat, you row those little paddles, you got to use the back touchpad. See, it felt really awkward. This is a little different, I think, because in a lot of games where you have that kind of stuff, it like shows up once and then it goes away or it's attached to an item that you never use or something like that. This is literally like the whole game. You're going to be holding that that 
uh, console just kind of funny because you're always trying to manipulate your fingers and if you're not doing that, you're drawing on the touchpad on the front. It's it's kind of all it, over the place. It's good training for prom night. Yeah, it's uh, it's really going to teach you how to get in there <laughs> and and get get the gold. <clears throat> I guess I have a question about the finger that pokes through. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the I already, I already know. I think I already know what you want to ask because it was probably the same <laughs> question that I had. What if you're a black guy? Yep. <laughs> it doesn't show a white finger. No. What if you're a little chocolate? Fair enough. When you actually start playing the game, it will ask you what color uh, your skin is. Right. And at, fir- at first I was like, hey, that's not okay. Because um, what if the game's different? What if you pick that you're the black one and the whole game's like, you know, got these really racist undertones where you yeah. walk past a squirrel and he's like, go back to Africa. What sound and does the watermelon make? You turn around and you're like, what did, what did you say, squirrel? And he's like, nothing, make me a crown. What we need is, is race recognition software. I mean, this is pretty You mean, you mean like the Kinect used to have where you didn't recognize if you were black? Yeah, and then, you know, it gave me the watermelon and, and the big lips, and I thought it was pretty racist, but I saw what Microsoft was getting at there, and I, I could appreciate their work in that. Criminal detected. Dialing police. <laughs> Good technology there. <laughs> Something fucked up like that. <laughs> see, see with, with race recognition software, Grand Theft Auto Five would know to only ever make me play Franklin and no one else, because that's who my demographic identifies with. Yeah. But I sure as hell will be confused by me. And say, well, I guess we got no character for you, so we're ejecting the game now. Well, it'll probably like start go, making go Mexico. It'll give you Okay, it'll it'll make a profile, and then he'll talk to it, and it'll be like, "Wait, what?" And then it'll just scrap the whole thing. <laughs> that actually happens. So like, that happened like, to you? Back or something, and it's like, with, I don't with, know what you're saying. Oh, you're you're going to have a lot of fun with the new Xbox. <laughs> That's why I'm buying a PS4. There you go. Buy the one you can't talk to. I yeah. mean, you could talk to it, but... I won't talk back. So, it, in case you can't tell from the racism, we are not a social justice website. <clears throat> yeah. So, if, you, if, you're a, if you're a social justice it's, warrior, then... It's okay. We have at least one black friend. That's right. Eh, one. Yeah. I think if you look at the site... Oh, yeah. All the games with women are out or going out, so... Oof. Oh, that's it. It's all oh, sexist. See you later, women. Well, are, are, are all the games with women going out? Well, I guess Last of Us is still there. Yeah, we still have Last of Us. And Bio- Bioshock is clipping it just so close. We have Pokemon. Well, yeah, Pokemon, you could still, you could, you could be a woman. You, you could be, be a girl. You could be a woman, but I mean, anybody can be a woman. Well, what? Uh, uh, I guess. You can, <laughs> you can be a woman in Super Mario 3D World. That doesn't make it a, a beacon for feminism. True. Maybe the cat suit does. Well, I mean, maybe you didn't read my, um, my, my Game of the Year post, but... I praise Pokemon for giving me girl power because I could ride a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex with my little sword Pokemon and slash things. That's the narrative that goes on inside my head when I play. See, and if social justice just means thinking that people should be able to ride Tyrannosaurus Rexes, then yeah, we're actually a really progressive site. Yep. Because everyone should be allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have a lot of women in it. And I think we need to burn to the ground. It's Banner Saga. Uh, obviously, you just started playing it. What? Obviously, what's the Scooby? What? What's? Uh, what? I don't even really know what it is. I just know it looks. It looks really cool, and I don't know how to describe the type of animation it is. But it's like, um, it's like those old '80s heavy metal cartoons. Yeah, no, that's what it is. They're like those old '80s, '90s cartoons where it's like, but the good ones, not the ones where it's like 
an artist, you know, draws one frame and then they get really drunk and then they draw the next frame and nothing matches up. It's like, um, you know, it's like a good kind of animated movie. Like if you were to watch a Disney cartoon or something like Felix the Cat or something like that. It's, that's it kind of it, looks like um, like French animation, actually. Yeah, it looks a lot like French animation. That's a good that's a good description of it. You know, so I mean, I mean, it's animated beautifully. It looks it looks really pretty. And, um, you know, I think the artist recognizes that. And I think that's why there are long stretches of the game where they just make you look at the artwork and nothing else. It's um, I guess genre is it's like a, um, you know, turn based kind of role playing game. It's one of those strategy RPGs and combat wise. It's got a pretty interesting system in most strategy RPGs. It's like, OK, there's your unit. You go and you fuck that guy up and you take away all his health. And in Banner Saga, it's like, no, you can't do that outright. It's like Banner Saga is like, no, first you have to fuck their armor up and then you can fuck them up. And they're actually two health bars, so 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 or or two hit point thingies or whatever. So each character gets one health bar for their armor and then another health bar for their strength, both their hit points and how much damage they can do. So the more da- mm. the more you damage a character, you know, the more the health goes down, but also the weaker they get. Uh, but it's not always that easy because you're also going to have to damage their armor directly in order to make sure your other hits count and. It's an interesting system. I haven't seen anything like it, and it makes it a little more challenging than your normal kind of like kind of tactical role playing game. So that part I really like. But it takes so long to get to that part. <laughs> it takes so fucking long. I, I was reading the description here. It says the game is it's this on Wikipedia. It says the game is set in a Viking inspired fantasy setting. Chosen by the developers so as to avoid what they consider the overdone elves, dwarves, and orcs dynamic. Which comes from Norse mythology, by the way. Yeah, which comes from Norse mythology. But the only, but the other thing is, it's like, okay, you wanted to avoid the dynamic, but you wanted to do the same exact cliches that every fantasy thing does anyway. So, yeah, you're not calling them dwarves or orcs, but they're behaving the same as they would in all those other fucking storylines, you know? And anyone kind of thinks this is good writing, then I'm going to give you a real treat right now. I'm going to give you a real big treat here. This is what you do. You're going to go to uh, Barnes & Noble. You're going to go what? to their... What is their that? Section. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. You know, there's this thing called a book. Have you heard of that? You yeah, know that thing? Yeah, like um, uh, they used to come in video games when you open them up. Oh, yeah. Right, right. They used to they used to be packaged for those things. So 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 we used to have those. Only there were like more pages and less pictures. Usually it was just like one picture on the cover and that was it. But there were stores that sold these books. And I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's at least one Barnes and Noble still around. So you go to that Barnes and Noble, you go to the fantasy section, and then you get on your knees and just start pulling out fantasy books. And I promise you, you will read the same exact kind of fucking writing that they have in this game here because it's all the same kind of like generic flowery crap. They're not saying anything that's worthwhile. They're not doing anything that's worthwhile. Why do I have to be on my knees? I don't know. Are, are only the books on the bottom of the fantasy section going to be the ones that, like, like top shelf fantasy? They don't do this kind of stuff. Oh, top top shelf fantasy. That's like 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 some Terry Brooks, you know, the, or like some. some uh, who, Actually, who else is some classic? <laughs> Louis Lamar, you know. <laughs> Michael Moorcock. Yeah, R R A Salvatore. Oh, R A Salvatore is an important figure in our literature history i think the part that really kind of weirds me out the most is um they've got like this organ trail type section of the game so between every battle and between some of the story cutscenes, you're just going to watch your caravan kind of traverse across the landscape and this is what i talk about when i say it's the artist kind of getting revenge and forcing you to look at the pretty artwork um hold, hold on a second you yeah. have 
a game with Vikings and they're in a caravan. In a caravan, they're, I mean, you, you see some. You what, see some what, what, what part of Vikings says caravans and not, you know, sailors? Well, well when, since when are you a Viking expert, <laughs> Mr. Honduras? <laughs> go I have pick, many skills. Go back to picking bananas. You don't know. <laughs> that, that's the uh, my racial trait. Plantains, you but mean. See, Just no see, random shit. That's part of the problem. I'm like, I'm like tired of these guys. They take my Vikings, they take my pirates, and they just keep fucking them up. And it's it's really simple not to do. It's like if you're going to have Vikings, let's let's see some real Viking shit. Let's see me tearing into a turkey leg before going by and stabbing someone just because I felt like it. It's not, you know, they start me as a fucking tax collector. Who wants to be a tax collector in a video game? I don't want to be a tax collector. Sounds like the most boring job on the planet. You're a tax collector. You start out as a tax collector. I mean, there are a ton of characters, so you're constantly <laughs> switching perspectives. But you start out as a tax collector for the king, and you're a giant. You're like you're like a giant tax collector. So that's really cool. I'm a giant, and I have horns. I'm really big, and then I go door to door and I collect taxes. I mean, that seems like that's what they'd want to hire is somebody really big. You don't want to. You don't want a little uh, tiny. This game sounds kind of bizarre, actually. Yeah, are, it does. are you collecting when, taxes when you, to pay for hats by chance? When you, I don't, I, or, or the king, but um, see, that's the thing about it. It it sounds bizarre, but it's really not. It's it's really kind of a lot of generic kind of fantasy stuff going on. It's just that it has that shiny, pretty veneer of great artwork and uh, you know, quote unquote, Viking setting. It's not everything looks very Viking. Everything looks very Norse, but. There's nothing that would make it uniquely stand out from any other kind of generic medieval thing. Now, but I want to talk about oh, go ahead. I talk about the Oregon Trail section <laughs> because it's the most bizarre thing. Uh, so when you travel from one map to the next, uh, you're traveling in a caravan, and the caravan basically has your number of troops and the number of uh, kind of citizens traveling with you and your food supplies. So far, I, I can't tell what this mechanic has to do with the game, if anything. The more days you travel... The more your supplies go down, if you don't have any supplies, people in your caravan start to die. But um, it doesn't seem to have any real impact on the combat or anything else in the game. It's just kind of there. It's like, you know, uh, we wanted Oregon Trail in this game also, so <laughs> we added that here. Maybe you'll get like a shitty ending. Maybe, but it's like in three parts, so we won't know for a very long time. Um, you Viking my ass? You can't name your Viking my ass. You can't name Viking. All Everyone's predetermined. It's kind of that's kind of the other thing about it. It's like it's it's another game that promotes choice, but um, it's really just kind of the illusion of choice. It's like, and it's even worse, I would say, than Walking Dead or Mass Effect. It's like even more painfully obvious that this is kind of really linear and and nothing is really affecting anything. Well, that's kind of a bummer because everybody was saying that that was that was kind of the salve on the wound of not having any voice acting was that you know by keeping it text based they were going to be able to do a little more with it. And uh, make your choices matter more and stuff like that. How, I'm curious, though, how far into the game are you? I'm about two hours in now. I, I, I think it's like a 10-hour game or something. So a lot of it, a lot of the early part was just tutorial. Yeah, uh, people are saying it's about 7 to 10. Yeah, so, so it's like, like a lot of it. So now I feel like I'm kind of getting into the game. There are a lot of uh, uh, difficulty spikes there where things kind of suddenly uh, start getting much harder, which I'm kind of used to in strategy RPGs, but I feel like... In the time that it takes to kind of do things in this game, that's a little more annoying than usual because I'm not moving at a nice clip here. I'm just kind of like, you know, getting getting hung up on a few parts. But the artwork's pretty. Artwork's very pretty. <laughs> does it does it pull any uh, traits from other 
uh, strategy RPGs like like permadeath, for example? Or there's no, as far as I know, there's no permadeath. I thought I had gotten a character permanently killed, but it turns out that was part of the storyline. You know, so it doesn't doesn't have permadeath. I'm trying to think of other strategy RPGs that's close to. I feel like I played some stuff way back in the day that is probably closer to. Nothing as of late. It's not. It's definitely. I mean, it definitely feels different. It's kind of like if you if you played Final Fantasy Tactics or if you played Disgaea or something like that. It's it's kind of, you know, it's kind of got that grid based movement there, mm-hmm. and that kind of grid based attack. But it's um, uh, I I do think that kind of the armor and the strength uh, system add a lot that I haven't seen in other games. So uh, yeah, I guess I guess I mean I'll see how I feel about Banner Saga when I finished playing it. I do really like the combat. I do think it looks great. I don't think the Oregon Trail ball should need to be there. I think it can move faster. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I have mixed feelings so far. Mixed feelings. It sounds like something to watch. Like, I, I'm glad that you're playing it for me instead of, <laughs> instead of me having to uh, figure it out. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it sounds cool. I'm excited to to see what you think of it in the end. And then you, of course, have been playing another sweet game steeped in norse mythology as well so there's this yeah i there so two two norse mythology games this week yeah um, what, are, what are the odds <laughs> what are the odds but this one's even more bizarre and it in fact it even has the opposite problem of banner saga where banner saga is taking too much of its sweet time there needs to be a lot more of this game and that game is indeed hog am i pronouncing that right maybe J- who knows jason had said nidhog 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 it's, it's I said it somewhere between like Nidhog and Nidog, so it's like Nidog, Nidhog, Nidog, whatever. Hang on. So, Maybe so if you're at all find... if you're at all familiar with uh, Norse mythology, there's um Yggdrasil or or Yggdrasil or whatever. We're going to butcher all the names. Yggdrasil. Come on, this the giant world tree. Get on. And chewing chewing at the roots of the world tree is this is this dragon Nidhog who's a is also called a worm or worm with a Y. Wyrm. Um, Wyrm. And, and, oh, and, a worm. A worm. <laughs> and and Needhog takes the worm part a little literally, and so you have this giant kind of man-eating earthworm. Um, <laughs> but enough of the North uh, mythology lesson. You can write down everything that we told you on like a college test, and you would get the right answers. It's all correct. But um, the actual game, Needhog. You are basically a little fencer guy, and you go up against other little fencer guys, and your goal is to kill that fencer guy so you can get the right of way and then run to the end of the level where the Needhog will go ahead and eat you. Or, or Needhog, not the Needhog. I think there's only one. <laughs> and that's basically the game. It's kind of like a tug of war. So, you know, it's, I'm really struggling describing this. So you, you, if, you, if you kill your opponent, then the the game gets you to go ahead to run. And it's kind of like playing soccer, where when you have the ball, you need to run to the other end of the field to your goal. You get to the goal, and you win the level, but your opponent's going to be trying to do the same. And, um, you know, the way to kind of get cleared for the goal ahead, you can't just run off right off the bat. You have to kill your opponent in order it's to exactly get... exactly like soccer. Yeah, exactly like soccer. <laughs> you have to rip their head off. You have to stab them through the gut. You have to slice them up and down. And uh, you just kind of run to the other end, and there's this big back and forth. So it's actually a lot of fun. You know, you're you're um, since I said you're a fencer, so you could you could only move use kind of fencing moves. So you've got a lunge, and you can kind of change the stances of your sword between high, middle, and low. 
and you can block your opponent's sword attacks, and you can kind of go in and try to get the kill on them. And then it adds in a few other stylized moves. So you have the dive kick, which can uh, knock your opponent down. You can throw your sword, which is great as a little kind of like desperation move. Once you get rid of your sword or if you're disarmed, you can kind of box the other guy. Once you knock them down on the floor, then you actually can rip their fucking head off. You just kind of twist it and pull. You know, and it's really simple. I only use the arrow keys, and then I use, like, the F key and the G key to do every move. You know, there's kind of a lot of depth there. There's, like, uh, you know, so it makes for a really fun game. And my, my first time out, I kind of did the, the uh, single-player game. I only made it through, like, half the opponents. I did it another time. I, I cleared it in, I think my official time was in, like, 17 minutes. You know, it's a game that's going to get old fast. There's only four levels, and there's only so much you can do. So you kind of really need another player in order to get the maximum mileage out of this game. Now, did it have an online mode? There was an online mode, and I tried connecting uh, Sun before getting my review out. I, I never I was never able to get a matchup. While it was still kind of in the review phase, they admitted that they had a problem with the multiplayer. They were like, you know, it, it, it kind of works, but not really. Uh, but even after the game went live, I still had... Uh, problems trying to find a matchup there's also local play and the keyboard let's yeah i was gonna say the local play really feels like what it's meant to be Uh, like it's great that the online's there but i think it's probably a game that excels best when you have someone else in the room to scream at while you play it well i think the history of this game is that it was like exclusively made kind of just for convention and it was always just kind of multiplayer before it came out yeah yeah it's funny because a lot of people have talked about like playing it at cons and things like that and uh and it's one of those things where like only just now is it is it getting a proper release yeah and i think it i think it's kind of like more suitable that way and like not to not knock the game but um it's a little pricey i think if it were if, if it costs less then it would be more worthwhile to kind of just grab the game and go with it it feels like, you know, if you're in a giant room with a bunch of smelly nerds and there's a ton of different machines set up for a ton of different games and you just want to, like, jump into Needhog real quick and kill someone else, it's easy to get used to. Um, you can get some quick but frustrating games and really want to curse out the other player and all that kind of stuff. So it's great for that kind of setting, I think. What? Why are the nerds smelly? <laughs> Have you ever been to a convention? Uh, I guess not one of the good ones. <laughs> I, 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 I guess you're spending three days in a hall, probably with uh, people that don't practice proper hygiene. Some of these people are probably living with like 10 other people inside a hotel room. And they decide, well, you know what? There are too many other people in this hotel room, so I'm not going to fight with them for the shower. So I just won't shower today. And then, you know, they go straight to the convention. You have some people who come to the convention and are literally homeless. I've, I've walked through these conventions and I've seen people sleeping on the floors in the hallways and shit. Because they wanted to come to the convention, but they had nowhere to stay. Well, you have to, um, you have to keep in mind, there's also the people who, like, have sex the night before, and then they don't even clean off their fursuit. Well, I mean, they're having sex, they don't clean out their fursuit, they're going to the rave, you know, a bunch of naked bodies, and jumping up and gyrating and vibrating in a hot room and building up a sweat. <laughs> I, I went to a con last year, and they had a little handbook that they send you with the tickets, and, like, three of the pages were like, make sure you bathe daily. Yeah, make sure you, oh, make, you daily, make sure make sure you bring like that, that's one of their tips for costs. No, there are, there are, there are tips like that. There are books that say you, you have to bathe daily, you have to use soap, you need to you need to buy some fucking speed stick because <laughs> no one wants to smell your stank booty. I've been using Cheetos yep. this whole time. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you're in, in the hall, you can tell why they're asking people to bathe daily. <laughs> so I mean I mean, listen kids, some stereotypes are true. 
I guess. <laughs> That's the lesson here. Some stereotypes are true. So, yes, the nerds are smelly in this fictional convention of mine. See, when, when, when Utah throws a convention, it's like in the middle of winter and, and it's nice and cold and no one comes because it's, it's in Utah. Because it's in Utah and it's uninteresting. So we got a lot of conventions, especially at this time of the year. So, you know, they have metal detectors. Why don't they just have smell detectors? So as soon as somebody really smelly walks <laughs> through, it just they get escorted out by security. <laughs> I went to one convention where they were actually passing out deodorant, Damn. <laughs> toothbrushes. Weird side note, but when I was when I was uh, doing technical training uh, for a company, one of my new hire classes. They uh, they had a guy who smelled bad and it's like to the point where people complained about it. And that, of course, fell upon me to be the one to break this news to him. And uh, I, I don't think your invention is as great as it sounds, because I don't know if you ever had that conversation with someone. But uh, it's it's one of the more awkward conversations I can think of having. Oh, it's an, it's an awkward conversation. but It's a conversation I will have if I think your body odor is a problem. Well, there you go. Good man. <laughs> You stink. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but can I, you say that to like an entire hole full of people? See, I even need a megaphone. You all stink. <laughs> I mean, Take I would do it. I would do it. Just get me a megaphone and I'm good. We were talking about Nita Hog. Yeah. Right. Ne- Nita Hog? Nita Hog? I, I, think, I think I explained it. It's it's a real simple kind of 8-bit graphics. It's not like the, out of the Atari, but it's really trippy because everything's flashing all the time and um, it's got a great but bizarre soundtrack by Daedalus. Um, Don't you like bleed you the know. color of your character all over the place? Yeah, it bleeds the color of your character all over the place, like really, really gory deaths, blood exploding everywhere, and uh, you know the sound design. Your character is actually screaming, so everything <laughs> always sounds painful. You know, as watching watching like people play it and stuff like that, I think it's a game that I would really enjoy. Because um, I, I really like a, a multiplayer game that's like really quick and easy to pick up and easy to figure out, but you know takes a lot of practice and skill to uh, to master. So it might be one that I'll wind up picking up after after all is said and done. Maybe in like a Steam sale. Yeah, then now that you like mentioned that. it, I, I I think my first couple of battles, like my first three battles, I really struggled, and then um, I started getting really good at it. So once you learn all the little tricks and techniques and all that kind of stuff, then it gets a lot simpler, but it can also still be challenging because, you know, there's always, there's always battles can go either way really easily. It's never just a straight shoot to the finish line. It's too bad it's uh, on the PC because that's really just the wrong platform uh, for it. Like this, this is a game that's just dying to get ported over to like the Wii U or something like that. So all the kids yeah, can true. say how shitty the graphics are. Well, they're Wii U owners, so they actually can't say how shitty any graphics are. <laughs> <laughs> they're just grateful for what they get. Okay. Anyway, video games. <laughs> so, I mean, this is pretty much the only week we're going to have to really be in the thick of the whole game of the year thing. And, yeah, uh, I, I do want to talk about it a little more. And it looks like, let's see if our votes have fluctuated here. <clears throat> um, They have a little bit. Bioshock has gotten a, a little bit of a better lead. Should we just run through the brackets real quick? And Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? So I think it's pretty safe to say that Grand Theft Auto uh, is is going to wipe out Papers, Please. Right. Uh, it, was, it was a good fight. You know, it was a closer. It was a closer fight than I thought it would be. Like yeah, I, said. I thought it was just going to be destroyed. Yeah, I do. I wonder how much of that is ill will from uh, GTO 
and kind yeah. of some holdover. I can't, from yeah, I can't even imagine that ill will from GTO would do that. Though I mean, I think I'll, I'll save my predictions for the end. But uh, we have to though point out that some people seem to love GTO. That's true. A, a lot of people do like it. Well, now so that I'm now going right now and I, I find people in the servers. Well, right now that's just Strikers. kind of like a griefer's paradise. I think I think that's those are the people who are going to settle it in, in on it. Hey. Hey, hey, just because my favorite pastime is to go into a GTA Online, get a bounty put on me, and then go go nuts with my tongue, doesn't mean that it's <laughs> go nuts. <laughs> go nuts go with nuts. your tongue it, with his tank. With his tank. tank. Uh, no, so what he does is what he does is he gets a bounty placed on him, and then he hops in a tank and he waits for people to come and try and collect it. <laughs> you know, it is a lot of fun, man. The other day, I, I pretty much caused <laughs> this. Uh, Crew to self-destruct. It was awesome because they had they had mics, so I could hear what they were saying the whole time. Right, right. So they, they would be like, "We're going to ambush him here with sticky bombs." So we just turn my turret and shoot him, and they were like, "Start blaming each other." Do it, I'm wrong. And they started shooting each other and killing each other. And I'm there, like, okay. <laughs> that feels that always feels good when you're, well, you know, when people are talking about. I, I remember griefing a, a kid pretty hard in Red Dead Redemption with a, a friend of mine, and we just. I can't remember what happened, but we recruited him for a mission and he stabbed us in the back midway through and like took both of us out. And so we just spent the rest of the day hunting him down nonstop and killing him. <laughs> and I remember he'd like run up to people and you can hear everything in in the chat. And so he'd run up to people and be like, help, these guys are trying to kill me. He's like, oh, no, there they are. And it's pretty satisfying. So, uh, you know, the joys of hearing somebody quitting frustration while you are there in your tank. Yes, I, I do know your joy. Bracket F was the Stanley Parable versus Pokemon X and Y, which was kind of well, a predictable outcome. Parable got, Parable got thrashed in that battle. Yeah. I, I didn't predict it to be this one side. Absolutely I thought, I thought Parable would do better because it's a really good game, all things considered. I thought it would do better against think... Pokemon than Papers, Please was doing against GTA. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I didn't I, think yeah. it would sweep I think, it by I think like it gave, that. Uh, I think it gave Parable too much credit for in terms of how many people have actually played it or even know what it is. Now, that is true. That is true. It it had a lot of buzz when it came out, but I yeah, guess exactly. just, that, that's what I was suspecting. Just wasn't quite like enough. And then Bracket G. That's uh, another shocker for me. Bracket G was a sweep, but it's kind of Payday 2's kind of caught up a little bit over the last little while. I, I think it's probably safe to call it because we're so close to the end. But good fight. Like, well done. Payday Two can somehow I, I, stand toe to toe with Mario 3D World, but I didn't. I didn't entirely not see that coming. What I what I what I actually didn't see coming was Payday Two even making it this far. I thought uh, I thought Gone Home would take Payday Two in the last battle, but we had something interesting happen in the last battle in terms of Payday and and Gone Home. You want to you want to comment on that? You want to comment on that interesting thing that happened between Payday Two and Gone Home? Well, Payday Two won. No, 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 no. I mean. It, they comment on what happened. <laughs> okay, it's fine. So since you won't say it, we have the developers. Of oh right, right. Well, on home yeah. response to our thing on Twitter. So the developer on uh, on Payday Two, you know, he took it one step further and he tweeted about the competition, which the Gone Home people didn't do. And you know, well, he, I do. There you go. Tweet, he tweeted back as a response, and they both said they liked each other's game. But I, I thought, think, but I thought uh, he also gave us an individual tweet, didn't he? Well, he, he it looks like he actually probably diverted some votes our way. And I, I think that yeah. probably happened again today, uh, which is how they caught up. Because earlier, Payday was really getting swept under the rug. And uh, now it looks like it's kind of 
going to be a respectable loss instead of just so. A, so this is this is a lesson to uh, all our indie developers out there. You know, never never underestimate your fan power. Send them our way and, so that you can win our competition. And you know, you can you just have to participate a little bit, and you can actually put up a good fighting chance in the game of the year stuff that we do. Unless, let's be honest, there is no shame in losing to Mario. Unless, um, unless of course you're going up against Fire Emblem, and then apparently you are going to get <laughs> okay. That one, you are going to get molested. Right, Bracket H is Fire Emblem <laughs> Awakening versus Saints Row Four, and Saints Row Four is getting creamed. I didn't see that coming. I really. Didn't. I voted for Saints Row Four, by the way, just for the record. I think I'm the only. So you're, like, so like you're probably the only the only boat then. Yeah, the only boat for Saints Row Four. You're definitely I mean, one I, of just a few. I play both. I think I think in terms of of more fun, longer, probably Awakening, just because Saints Row Four had a lot of glitches going on, and with Fire Emblem Awakening, it was always fun to take my little overpowered children and just crush map after map. See, I'm, that's that's what, what I was going to compare it to. Is like one of them is probably you know one of the most polished games of the year, and then the other one is kind of like this barely cobbled together crashes all the time low frame rate bullshit i mean it's fun but it's fun in spite of its technical issues i think i got stuck in the walls a lot like stuck in the the ground and then i had to like restart missions i don't know if awakening is super polished Mm, i mean i mean i think it's it's pretty polished awakening's broken in a pretty huge way and um no awakening awakening is broken if you're a sick fuck who can't stop (laughs) manipulating genetics it's when there's not even a manipulation by the time i got by the time i got to my kids um no my my parents were so fucking overpowered it's like just it was just a little how many of your how how many of your units had gale force genetic Um, read into them uh let's see i had lucina i had cynthia i had owain um brady for some reason severa had had gale force so, I think I have so pretty yeah this is my point here it's not supposed to go down like that let's be fair though jay i i saw you grinding for like two weeks before you and saw one a child I, in a game my, what was your what was your end uh what was your end game time it should have been like 30 hours oh my end game time it's still going it's in like 70 hours now <laughs> yeah you yeah you can't play a game for 40 hours past its normal end point and then be like oh this game's broken <laughs> i mean you know it's it's broken that doesn't doesn't mean it's broken in a bad way like saints Row was but it's still broken well they just didn't anticipate that there would be sick fucks who sit there like maxing it's out it's not even that it's not even that it's not even like i maxed every little thing out it's just, gotta you know, raise gotta raise my babies <laughs> gotta put in more gale force <laughs> Yeah, more Gale Force. Uh, everything. A baby I dream of Gale Force every night before I go to bed. <laughs> to be fair, I think that's the um, the main audience for Fire Emblem. Sick Gale, Gale Force. It's people who love <laughs> people who love making babies. Gale Force. No, people who love meek maxing. Yeah, it's With not babies. even meek maxing. It's just I just it's like I knew I needed Gale Force, and then I just got a bunch of Gale Force. And I'm a little pissed because I missed a bunch of Gale Force. I didn't see. I, I'm not super, more Gale Force. I'm I missed. I missed even I less. See. I only had. I only had two people who had Gale Force, and I but watched. I, found out, I watched them just wipe out whole maps, and so I'm like, "Oh, you guys, you got to get Gale Force." I see. I found out like I found out like two. I, there are a couple of dads that can pass down, uh, you know, Pegasus Knight, so that you can make sure those kids still get Gale Force anyway. And I didn't do those pairings. So I could have, and I could have more kids with Gale Force, and I fucked that up. 
here's here's a question. No, actually, that's not a question. Never mind. Well, we should get through the more of the brackets yeah, though, because bracket I was <laughs> The Last of Us versus Path of Exile, and obviously the Last, the Last of, of Us was bred with great gale force in it. Yes. Path, path, uh, path of Exile kind of caught up a little bit towards the end, but for the most Respectable part. Respectable considering it's against Last of Us. Yeah. Um, I think right, that right. was kind of a no-brainer bracket. I don't think it really had a chance It there. didn't get stomped like, to the point where it was like, oh, 3% Path of Exile. Bless its heart. It tried. It, it tried its best, and uh, it just didn't, just, just fell short a little bit. Or, yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, Bracket J, I didn't think would be as much of a sweep as it is. It was definitely, I mean, it, it seems like it looks like uh, Black Flag caught up a little bit. But, Link Between um, Worlds against Black Flag and uh, Link Between Worlds is like 84 and Black Flag is 16%. I didn't think, I didn't think Zelda would win like that. You know, I thought, I thought Black Flag had some kind of a chance. It's got no juice. Yeah, I thought, I thought it would be closer uh, than it wound up being. I, and I commented on this earlier, but damn did nintendo have a good day for us today like they just swept all this shit and Apparently. just killed it i think that explains our last bracket a little bit but we'll talk about that when we get there yeah so what you want about nintendo i mean they're very good at doing their own ips no but no they are nintendo games are great that's why i mean it's astounding when you uh look at like their third party games and how they sell and stuff it's astounding that that company is still making hardware and they are because their games are just that fucking good. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how they're doing on the 29th. When yeah, they their financial statements. Yeah, that's true. Excited to see. I think I think it's going to be a good year for them. Nintendo tends to um, to look into like the long term more than in near term, and I think that's what they usually you see all the stories where they're like, "Oh my god, they're losing billions," and then you know, two years down the road, the 3ds is kind of you know printing money essentially. Yeah, the same thing happened with the DS too. Like exactly. they they both had really, you know, kind of slow starts, and by the end, I mean they were just you know money factories. And so I, you I know, I, I wouldn't count uh, the, the Wii U out quite yet. No, I wouldn't either. I th- I think the console has a lot of promise, um, but at the same time, like the stuff that makes money on Nintendo consoles is Nintendo games. Uh, well, it's it's yeah, it's Nintendo games, and then and then what's really keeping. The hardware that supports them is, to, is the handout, and it has been for a long time. And to be honest, the only reason why I buy Nintendo consoles anymore is because of the Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, like, same. If I had to buy a multi-platform game, I usually will go with like either Xbox or, or or the PS3 or PS4 in this case. I think that's most people's strategy is, you know, always have a Nintendo console and then whatever whatever you choose. So I always, I always have a Nintendo console and a PC. Some people have a Nintendo console and... An Xbox or whatever. Exactly. And at the end of the day, when the new Zelda comes out, man, you're eight years old again. <clears throat> That's right. Which means it's illegal okay, okay, for okay. people to touch Bio, Bioshock Infinite <laughs> Nino Kuni. Move on. Bracket K. Yeah. Man. Bracket K, Bioshock Infinite Nino Kuni. Bioshock I don't want to talk about this bracket, okay? I really, I really <laughs> no, no. can't yeah. believe like how close this has been all day. I thought this would be such an easy sweep for Bioshock, and it was not even close for a lot of the day it was losing and i thought for sure it was gonna just you know be done for right there we don't see eye to eye on that one because uh, because um bioshock infinite a lot of people are some very towards that game a lot of people are like you know i love it but i hate it and all this kind of stuff and uh, yeah, but- i don't know but to lose to Nino Cooney, like four people played Nino Cooney. <laughs> well, apparently they more had, than they, four they people. Actually, uh, I no, think they had the, they had the demo. 
Yeah, they have a demo everywhere, and I think when people started hearing Nino Kuni was uh, kind of the first J uh, good Japanese RPG in a long time, and I think because it had Studio Ghibli behind it and all this other stuff going on for it, that it, it probably got a good amount of coverage. Remember, uh, I said last week that the reason why I got it was because I saw all the buzz that was, you know, around it. See, but Level 5 is also a developer that people love a lot. They, they've I've never been a big level five fan, but you know a lot of people do like level five. I did. I did think that Bioshock and Nino Kuni would be a pre, would be a fairly close battle. I didn't think it would be as close as it was, and I did think Bioshock would win the bracket. But it's been um, it was, it's been painfully close, and Nino Kuni pulled ahead a couple of times. There's there's only been uh, there's only been one bracket closer, and uh, <laughs> bracket L. That would be bracket L. Rayman and Legends one, versus Tomb Raider. So that's the Jared, one that surprised me. That's the one that surprised me. Jared, let me ask you a question. How many homeless people did you pay off with Bill for Rayman? I did not do anything. I didn't manipulate the vote. I didn't even I didn't even vote twice. I could have voted again when I got into work and I didn't do it. <laughs> well listen, Rayman but Legends. You didn't do it. it was the homeless people you paid. Rave reviews from everyone who bothered to review it. So, you know. I I, I totally stand by it. Like I, I think it deserves to win that bracket. It's a I great don't think game. it deserves to win the bracket. I'm I I am surprised by it, but um I I think you know people the the main thing I've heard about Raven Legends versus Tomb Raider is that Raymond is more quote unquote fun game and um that implies there's something broken in Tomb Raider where it's not fun and that's just not true. Tomb Raider's a fucking fun game too. I think I think because one has prettier colors People are like, oh, this is objectively just more fun. Um, that's not necessarily the case. Now, I think what explains Rayman more is um, how well Nintendo has just swept the entire bracket. So if you have mm-hmm. a Wii U, you know, and you play that Rayman Legends on that Wii U, then, yeah, I can see why that's kind of a overtaking Tomb Raider here. I do, I do think you're right. I think the fact that all of the Nintendo games have performed so well uh, probably explains how we have so many people who apparently have played Rayman Legends. Because um, I, I don't even know, aside from me, I, I don't think I know anyone who owns it. It is a multi-platform game, though, I guess. Oh, it's and it's on every goddamn platform, but I still don't know anybody who owns it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen both of the games in action, and just, I mean, I'm not going to say whether one is, like, objectively better than the other, but I do think that, for me, like, something like Rayman Legends, would I'd have more fun with it. But I, I mean, mean the, it's tough to say without it, actually playing the, it. The best platformer in in a decade, uh, you know, it, it should probably get something. <laughs> I think it should get. I, see, well, the, my my thing with Tomb Raider is, you know, it's my thing with all the games. I feel like, in terms of a franchise that's kind of been at its best that's ever been, Tomb Raider represents that. But I think. I think just overall it has a lot of really good working parts, like the soundtrack, um, the graphics, uh, the gameplay, all that kind of stuff. So, like, the only thing, I have, like, two minorish criticisms about Tomb Raider. You know, the kind of lost-type story is a little uninspired, and um, sometimes they went a little overboard with the enemy waves that you fight. But overall, it's a really, really good um, kind of mixture of just every part of the game working right. And I think that's what I looked for in a lot of my games of the year. So I don't, I, you know, it's it's not necessarily to talk down Rayman, but... Um, but, but you, you are. Know, I, You're I, talking down Rayman. And... I'm talking up to Raider, <laughs> and I'm not talking down Rayman, because well, I haven't said anything about Rayman. Well, keep in mind, these are actually, these games have more in common than you may think, because like Tomb Raider, Rayman has 
recently not seen very great days. So, I mean, I can't think of the last Rayman game I really thought was great and that I recommended to anyone. And I mean, o- Origins was good. Like, it's it's coming off of a, a pretty good game prior to it. A lot of the stuff before that, like the 3D Raymans and things like that, and whatever the hell they're doing with Raving Rabbids now, um, <laughs> that stuff that stuff obviously kind of poisons special. the well a little bit. Raving Rabbids Christmas special. Why was that a thing? I, I couldn't tell you on you that know, one. My kids love that fucking show, and I hate it so much. <laughs> you don't like um, listening to rabbits screaming? Yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> anyway, my I, comment uh, about Tomb Raider is that... Um, I was never a big Tomb Raider fan before, and that kind of revived my interest for the series because I played one and two, and then I kind of dropped off, and then I picked it up again in uh, Legends or Underworld or whatever. One of those I, two. You you I like can't. really missed a good one. Like the the only good Tomb Raider I think aside from that is uh, Anniversary. Really? Actually, I bought Anniversary at Steam sale. I just haven't. Played I it yet. I really liked Legends. So you know, I oh, was I'm never a big Tomb Raider stuff. fan, and. Tomb Raider actually kind of brought my attention back to the series. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's something to be said for that. Fair enough. There. Well, this is this is a different major conversation, but I'm I'm just interested in all of these kind of idols remakes to the point that I was fucking disappointed as shit when I saw what they're doing to Legacy of Kane. Yeah. <laughs> Nazgoth PvP humans versus <laughs> vampires. Go. That's really good. Have the vampire conversation That's again. Really no, we don't. No, we don't have enough time to have the vampire this, conversation. This again. is this is this is something else that you that you missed out on. I mean, because Tomb Raider was a really good showing, and Thief looks like it's going to be promising. So you know, the other thing that you might really want to see that this company did back in the good old days was Legacy of Kane. So, so basically, what they're telling me is that they're grabbing Eidos, uh, Eidos, Eidos, whatever. Eidos, Eidos, Eidos franchises, and just kind of like Why? making Frankenstein all of them. Why can't we pronounce anything on this fucking podcast? <laughs> I've only oh, excuse, man. I heard it correctly pronounced this like many years language. ago, so that's how I know. Hey guys, you hear that but, new Eidos game uh, about EIO Dose? But anyway, the, yeah. the long short of it is, uh, yeah, that's what Square Enix has been doing. Square Enix has been grabbing these old Eidos games and they're they've been revamping them and re-releasing them. So we got Tomb Raider, which which was pretty great, and Thief looks very promising. I guess Jason will tell us how it looks. And then you look at Legacy of Kane and you see this fucking free-to-play PvP bullshit. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it doesn't look... What's it called? Nazgoth? Yeah. Nazgoth. Yeah, because that's the name of the world that the Legacy of Kane series takes place in. Is it N-O-S? Goth. Oh. N-O-S Goth. Like the energy drink and then Goth. Wait, it's like... It's like, this is out. Like, this is going to be a game. Yeah. It's going to be a game. Yeah. Something that's happening, yes. Oh, I, I thought it got abandoned or canceled. It should be. But... No, no, they oh, I, sure. I, they were they were working on it, and then apparently they just changed it to the point that it's just like an unrecognizable huh. uh, play PvP game. You guys, want sign, you guys want to sign up for the beta? No, so I'm it's... good. You want to give it a, give it a try? <laughs> see what we think? <laughs> give it a little try, try, try? Give it a little try, try? If you, if you played any of the Legacy of Kane games, especially Soul Reaver, I mean, it's like the voice acting is so great and it's like so kind of like cerebral and smart and then um you know it had some of the best platforming and some of the best bosses that i've ever seen i remember having an art of fun with legacy of Kane. you can be a reaver in it 
You mean can just you a, a human with a purple skin? Yeah. That, can you actually be a reaver? Can you yeah, be, that's that's one of the classes for the that's vampires. One of the that's totally bullshit. Get, there's get, get re- reaver. There's reaver, tyrant, and sentinel. Fuck you. So the, uh-huh. he, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> even like respect his own law. That's awesome. That's a, no, there's only one reaver. There's only one true reaver, and that's Raziel. Well, oh my God. Everybody who knows the lore is like dead by now. They're so yeah, old. I was going to say, I think this is such a long-forgotten franchise that I'm impressed you know that about it. Okay, so here's what I... Here's, so here's the game we're, I really we're, we're showing that we're old. <laughs> in, in all sincerity, like, a lot of the people that go to our website probably have never heard of this game. Since they're, since they're grabbing all these idols pro- properties and re-releasing them, there's the one I really want to see. Okay. Are you ready for this? Which Urban one? Chaos. Urban Chaos. I don't know that I remember Urban Chaos. This is uh sounds like Redneck Rampage, but urban. <laughs> I th- what was the story? I think I think it was like let's see what kind of cop and uh and oh. gang. <laughs> Here we go. How about Fear Effect? Why don't we bring that back? That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, might be able to do a lot of good stuff with Fear Effect. Those were yeah. really you know good game, looking games too. You know, again, I would like to um to get a reboot is a State of Emergency. Is that an Eidos game, or are you just talking about things you like yeah, now? You talk about things you I'm just like. talking about shit I like now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my what game of the year. <laughs> you know what I wish someone would bring me is just like a big old cake. <laughs> could really, could really go for a cake right now. What? There was another one in that I was. I was. I'm looking at an Eidos list here, and there was another one where I was like, "Oh yeah," and now I, I think I lost it. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think Fear Effect would be cool. That was the first game I remember that had lesbians. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely that was a big deal. I that remember you know back of. then. Yeah, that because, was that was a, a hot topic back in the day because it, because it was two games going around uh, around the same time. It was Fear Effect and it was Conquer's Bad Fur Day. And between those two games, everyone was going nuts. You know, video games are corrupting our children. It's it's ripping apart the moral fabric of America. Well, I mean, Conquer's Bad Fur Day did try to do that. Yeah, it that did was, try to. That was the goal. But fear it was pretty fucking awesome. So Fear Effect just had lesbians. What other game do you get to get drunk and wake up in a field with a scarecrow that sounds like a smoker? <laughs> and I play that game so much. I will never forget, like, back when I used to get all my news from magazines, um, EGM announced that in its April issue. And so everybody assumed it was an April Fool's joke. Yeah. And I still can't believe it's real sometimes. We used to be up with my friends. We, we had four controllers for the um, for the N64, and we'd just be up until the hours of the morning just, like, doing the multiplayer in the game. <laughs> Playing multiplayer at, like, 10 frames per second. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was awful. But damn, it was fun. I didn't even know it had multiplayer. Yep. It has multiplayer. And it's, like, the worst multiplayer ever. It's just... Yeah. It's but fun. when you're the Grim Reaper and you have a katana and you're, you know, chopping your friends' heads off, you know... You really can't argue with that. I mean, it sounds good. What you're describing to me sounds like a win. It it is. It's fun, but like again, you know, it has like ten frame rate, like you know, Jason said, and yeah. don't, uh, don't expect the... balance or anything. Yeah, there's no balance. Like, you know, if you have the katana, you basically won the game. There's no like, there's no compromise on that, and uh, all the maps are just levels. You can even change them, so there's no like, you know, if you start on one end of the map and the other end is better, then you're screwed. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Rare also did the same thing to Banjo Tooie, didn't they? They added some weird half-ass multiplayer or something. I never actually played a multiplayer in Banjo Tooie, but I wouldn't be surprised because the 
it was so bad, but it was so good at the same time. I don't know. Maybe it was the alcohol, I, I guess. I, I seem to remember Jet Force Gemini having a really low uh, frame rate, too, for multiplayer. I enjoyed that game. I thought it's a great game. It's one of my favorite N64 games, and everybody forgets it. Like, nobody remembers that game when they're talking about the Nintendo 64. I have that game. Well, good. You should. I don't remember any of it. You should. Go after after this. Go uh, take it to your kids and play it with your kids. Boot it up. Play it. Boot it up. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> save gonna save love it. the weird Ewok things from themselves. We're playing through Corona Trigger right now, so. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. But Jet Force Gemini. I can't wait to play through them with Final Fantasy VI so they can get their hearts broken when you lose and the world turns into shit. <laughs> That's a little heady. To learn a valuable lesson. Right, kids. <laughs> sometimes you lose. <laughs> really bad. Sometimes you just got to wrap up. You get up the to guy. get revenge and kill the uh, the guy that did it. <laughs> yeah, after he turns into like a seven story monster. Yes. Should we should we leave on that note with uh, tell with the kids our, where they can contact us. Our final brackets. So um, so hey kids, we're doing game of the year the rest of the week. You can st- you you can still have a voice. In this, uh, go to enemyslime.com and tell us which games are better. Um, and for God's sake, don't give me heart palpitations like with this Rayman Tomb Raider uh, match that I've been watching all day. But anyway, you should follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime uh, on both of those services. You should visit our site a lot and it should make you feel warm feelings. And uh, tonight, when you say your prayers to whichever god you believe in, uh, say one for uh, Jason's uh, sweet little puppy. And uh, <laughs> and I think that uh, that probably does it, right? Or, you know, Jay, too, because he almost fucking died this week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So anyways, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>